Welcome, friends, to the Ink to Film podcast, where we read the book and then see the movie. I'm Luke. And I'm James. And this week, we take a look back at all our projects from 2018. Pictures up, last looks. Happy New Year to all our listeners. We're going to take a look back at 2018. This has been a fun year. We've done a lot of stuff. We've done a lot of books. We've done a lot of movies. We've had a lot of great guests on. I was look. I listened to our last looks episode from 2017 recently to kind of remind myself what we what we did and and uh, it was pretty amazing to to kind of think about the growth we've we've done and how many things we've covered and. I don't know. It's been a it's been a cool year, and and I'm I'm excited about where this show's going to go in in the coming year too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was just thinking about how, I mean, I didn't even re-listen to the episode, but I assume that we just sound like different people back then. <laughs> you yeah. know, we just we didn't even know what was actually ahead. We were just yeah. uh, you well, know. we hadn't we hadn't gone through the crucible that was uh, Area X, so maybe we were different people then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like uh, it was such an undertaking, but it's been such a like rewarding process. And I think you and I have grown as people yeah. as well as just like, you know, coming to have this fellowship with people who listen. And, and it's been an amazing year and we've covered some absolutely amazing projects and, and stuff yeah. that I'll never forget. Yeah, mostly great stuff. A few uh, clunkers, uh, you know, a few <laughs> things that didn't hit us quite as strongly as others. So we're we're gonna get into that. I think uh, we put a poll up in our on our Facebook group, uh, the Council of Inklings, and we 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 can't we got some topics that I think people were were interested in. Um, we're gonna talk about our favorite movies, least favorite movies, favorite book, least favorite book. We're gonna talk about our most surprising project um, from the year, and then we're gonna look forward to 2019. Um, We're also get into some missed feedback. There wasn't a lot, but there was a little bit of feedback that we didn't get to. We'll address some of that. Um, And yeah, I think that's gonna be a fun a fun way to do it. One more thing, I I did I was doing a bunch of number crunches, and I came up with some cool stats. Um, I was able to combine. I had to go through by hand. Real quick, real quick. Sorry, number crunches sounds like such a such such an intense interval workout. Oh yeah, (laughs) number crunches. Um, I wish that I came away with abs after doing it, <laughs> um, but instead I, I uh, just came away with hand cramps because I did it all uh, longhand, um, which is wild. I don't know why I did it that way. But anyway, I uh, I was able to, f- to come up with uh, some stats about like what our most popular episodes were this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a list of our top 10 most popular episodes in 2018. Um, and I had to go through... The reason I had to do it by hand is, is Libsyn pr- provides... Uh, all the stats you want for like everything but Spotify and then Spotify and it's all separate and not integrated. Mm-hmm. And I had to go through episode by episode and combine them and make sure I set the date range and all this stuff. Anyway, I won't get into too many nitty gritties, but it wasn't as uh, user friendly as you would hope. So, but I wanted those, I wanted the real stats. So I was able to do that. I also have a list of like all the countries outside of the US we were downloaded in, what states were your we most popular in. I just think that stuff's interesting. I want to share it with you for the first time. You haven't heard this, right? 
No, I haven't. I mean, I've seen, you know, throughout the year, I've seen some of our stats and things like that, yeah. but I haven't looked at all the details of like where it's Some of it it's landed. different too when you combine the, the, the Spotify numbers, man. Some of them, it adds up in surprising ways. Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, I thought it'd be fun to do, to share with you. And I want to share it with our listeners too, because I, I want to, I want to hope that our listeners kind of feel a little bit of ownership on this podcast too, you know, mm-hmm. um, because you've supported us and, and especially our patrons have helped us keep this thing going. And, you know, one more huge thank you to them for this year. And, and yeah, so, uh, that's going to be the episode and, and I hope you guys all enjoy it. Uh, yeah. I, I, again, I just wanted to say thank you to the patrons as well you help this podcast like survive and continue. And I don't, I can, I can honestly say, I don't think that we would still be doing it right now without, without your support. So thank you to you well, guys. I, we probably wouldn't afford to be able to afford to. Um, but I also want to thank everybody who's not a patron who just listens because you guys are just as important. Um, if you can't afford to give us, you know, a couple dollars a month, that's fine. We understand. And, and truly all the downloads help all the, the, you know, everybody who's left us a rating or review, it all helps. So we love all you guys and, and thank you so much. Um, so hopefully you can enjoy this kind of a more laid back. We're not going to talk about any one thing at length, but we will touch on a lot of stuff that we touched on this year. It's just to let you guys know, this is more of a casual episode. So yeah. I'm not only metaphorically, but literally kicking my shoes off right now so that I can rest my, rest my feet. And we're also having some, having some beverages. Yeah, I'm going to sip on my uh, dram of Ardbeg Oogadal, which uh, those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while probably know I'm a scotch drinker, and this is a particularly fine Isla whiskey, uh, very smoky, it's uh, kind of like bacony. y um, I love it. It's one of my favorites, and I thought it'd be a good one for this special episode to kind of end 2018, so if you uh, have a glass of something nearby, uh, cheers. Yeah, cheers. I uh, am not so fancy. I didn't. I didn't grab. Uh, I didn't grab the the most fancy thing. But I am drinking a, <laughs> a, a uh, an IPA here. So, cheers, everybody. Hey, Amen. IPAs are great. I approve. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, in 2018, we covered 18 projects. And when we say projects on the show, we use this term a lot. We just mean like a book film combo. Um, but we, we classify those as little projects that we, and we, we kind of think of things that way and we map things out that way. So we covered 18 of them in 12 months. Um, in those 18, we had 31 book episodes and 21 movie episodes. Now, I'm also lumping in television series as movie episodes, so film episodes, however you want to think of it. Um, so that was 31 book, 21 movie. So... That was our year. Um, a couple of those were kind of combo episodes where we did book and movie at the same time. So that's why if you're doing the math, you're like, wait a minute, that's too many episodes. Yeah, that's right. Because we actually had 50 episodes. Um, but yeah, that's how the numbers play out. I mean, that, it's crazy. It's staggering to think about the amount of time and like just reading and watching and recording and editing. And it's it's so much time to think of. But when you break it up every week, it's not quite as bad. And, and yeah. it's just... I don't know. It's I can't believe it's such an it's such an, a huge amount of work that we that we have. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of fun too, though. You know, I, I don't want to pretend like it's just pure. Oh work, no, no, you know, no, it's not drudgery. I just mean uh, that. I just mean that I'm like proud of it. Is what I was trying to yeah. say. It's just like it's it feels like an accomplishment. And and uh, but no, it was absolutely fun the whole time. And yeah. it's just like think about how much time our voices are now recorded for everyone <laughs> to listen to and stuff. It's it's kind of I don't know. Yeah, because we can be long winded, as you all well know, if you've listened to the podcast before. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, hopefully it was uh, time well spent. I think it was. And so I did want to shout out all nine of our guests from this year. 
Um, they were all amazing. Um, those are all some of my favorite episodes we had this year. Each brought their own, you know, unique take to the projects we covered. All fantastic episodes. I highly recommend you go back and check these all out. We had on Courtney Hogan to cover Rawhead Rex. We had on Remy Nakamura. He joined us for Annihilation and The Shining. Uh, we had J.L. Gribble, who came on for A Wrinkle in Time. Emily Saveda, Jurassic Park The Book. Taylor Zients, Jurassic Park The Film. We had on the Watch, Review, Repeat podcast with Andrew Meadows and Colton Brown. They joined us for Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat. And then we had on Wendy Wagner for The Shining Book and Fonda Lee for The Godfather, The Godfather Part 1 and 2, and the book. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those were our guests from the year. Those are the episodes they were on, and, and they were fantastic. So thank you for the, to them for coming on, and, and go check out those episodes if you haven't already. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you to them. It's, it's always great to bring in outside perspectives, and, and they're all great people. So uh, that, was, that was a joy to have them on. really was. All right, man. So if you are ready, I think the first thing we should lead off with is what our favorite book was in 2018. Okay. Are you ready to get into that? I feel like you should go first because mine is kind of a cop out. You want me to go first? Now we're going to have to go back and forth. I'm not going first every time. No, that's I'll go fine. First this I just, time. this this specific time, mine is a little bit of a cop out. So I feel <laughs> bad if it wasn't a legit answer first. All right. Well, I have to explain my answer too. So okay. the first thing I did is I, as I went, oh my God, how can I possibly choose? We covered so many classic novels. We covered amazing new novels. We covered all the stuff that I love. They're different genres. But I mean, the whole point is to force you to make a choice, right? Like that's the point of this exercise. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I said, how can I possibly do this? And what I came down to was my experience reading the book in 2018, not necessarily where I objectively rank the book as far as like how good the book is in my estimation. Mm -hmm. It was my experience reading the book in 2018. And that's where I kind of came down on it. And I, I did a similar thing with the movies we'll talk about. Um, so it's not necessarily that the episodes were better. It was just how much did I personally enjoy reading the book. Um, it sounds like a small distinction, but it was a pretty big one for me. And it was the way I was able to, to come up with my final answer here. And I think I don't know if my answer is going to surprise you or not, but are you ready Let's for it. it? Let's hear it. Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer was my favorite book of 2018. And that is saying something because we covered The Fellowship of the Ring. We covered Coraline. We covered The Shining. We covered some of my favorite books. My second favorite was Altered Carbon by Richard K. Morgan, another book that I really loved. We read around the same time. Mm -hmm. um, I think both of those edged out for me because they were the first time I read the book. And because of that, um, just the experience of it was just so fun for me to talk about that detail. And, and I think both of them led to some really great discussions too. So, um, those are my top two, but my top one, Annihilation, Jeff Vandermeer, love that book, just weird and, 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 and scary. And I, I don't know, just, I loved it. You, uh, I was so close to picking that book, by the way, okay. because I felt like it would be a one that, that wouldn't necessarily be obvious. And I, I like the way that you put that, the, the how you went about choosing, because I was having so much difficulty because I didn't employ some sort of technique like this. Basically, I just went <laughs> in and I was just like, I, so ultimately, I'm just going to say my favorite book. Mm -hmm. it, it's Fellowship of the Ring. Now, Fellowship of the Ring is it holds such a special place in my heart, and I've read it, you know, countless times. But there's other like Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone, I've read countless times, and we also covered that. 
Um, yeah. But it's Fellowship of the Ring for me is like one of the classic pieces of work in, in like the history of the world ever. And like, I think it stands to this day as like the, like, you know, the piece of fantasy. And anyway, <laughs> so, so like I picked Fellowship of the Ring, but there were, there were a couple others that I had here because I felt like that was, you know, kind of obvious to me, to my sensibilities. It felt like an obvious choice. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, there's so many other. I mean, you picked that over The Shining. You picked that over, you know. I know little, it wasn't I mean, easy. Was a lot of it. I'm not saying it was easy, but it's just like yeah. for me, it's like. Some, I don't think it's reason, obvious. I'm saying it's. It, I, I I like it. It's a good. It's a good choice. I can see why you made it. Um, yeah. Well, I don't mean that it's obvious to. An, I'm not saying that it's obvious to an outside perspective. I'm saying w- when I looked at the list, I was like, it's got to be Fellowship. <laughs> I see. You felt like you felt compelled. Right, and and like, yeah. ultimately, that's where I land on it. Now, I I really do want to say when we were another book that we read that I just absolutely loved was Sharp Objects. Mm. And I was like, when I was reading that book and the way that we read it in like sections and the way that we were watching the show along with it, I think like really heightened my experience with the book and the show. And I think that made for a really interesting experience. And I felt like that that definitely was was one of it was right there with Fellowship for me um, for this year. Uh, and then, like you said, I almost, I had this weird thing where I was like, uh, Annihilation really stuck with me and the weirdness. Oh my God. Like, I love yeah. that kind of stuff. If you, if, like, if there's a weird film that's like really, really well made and also like just extremely out there and, and takes chances and swings for the fences, like I'm so likely to, to enjoy it, whether ultimately I love the story or not. Um, and so I just felt like when we were reading the book, this book, it felt like that to me. It was such a new experience and. I, I was close to saying that one as well, so good choice. Cool, man. So I'm going to make you go first now, and you're going to tell me what your least favorite book that we covered. Now, this isn't necessarily uh, – so that's the other thing I should say. Um, I read a couple other books this year. I'm not including them in this discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're going to talk about the ones we covered. Yeah, yes. So this one's less – this was less hard for me personally. Less hard? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think what I landed on – was my least favorite was wrinkle in time okay but close very close together with with jaws okay right there but i ultimately i landed on wrinkle in time and i don't think that it's a bad book but it was just it was just something that going in i was expecting like a like a chronicles of narnia like something that like really really was gonna speak to me and really Mm -hmm. like touch that nostalgia chord or whatever and 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 it's just like in in every way i was looking at the list and i'm like this one just falls falls beneath the rest for me yeah and least favorite anything is always kind of a bummer to talk about right um so i'm with you there um in my i you know it's funny is i i came down to the same two mm-hmm. um for me and 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 i wonder if that says something about just like where we were at when we read it or something uh, i wonder but 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 ultimately i didn't go with wrinkle in time i went with jaws Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it was because the, the good parts of the book just weren't enough to elevate it for me. And the bad parts of the book were pretty awful. Um, but ultimately even the worst book wasn't that bad because like, that's the thing. I still enjoyed reading it and I still that's enjoyed what, talking yeah. about it. It yeah. reminds me a lot of, uh, nothing lasts forever from last year for mm-hmm. Die Hard, right? Definitely. It was this like kind of a, I don't know, like a, a book that I didn't really enjoy, but it made for this movie that I love. Uh, for you know, in Die Hard, so it was the same thing. Like this book was okay, but it makes for this great movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was mine. But I can I can see why you'd say Wrinkle in Time, and I think maybe just we're outside of the demo for that, 
and and for whatever reason we had trouble connecting with it as much as we would have uh would have hoped maybe mm-hmm. um but i i, I yeah so, something about jaws that that i was thinking about was it was a page turner you know what i mean i i still it wasn't a slog to get through it like i read i it wasn't like hating it while i was reading or anything like that it's just ultimately when i was finished with it i was like wow that really was just like not very good and it was a lot of the um a lot of the decisions that were made along the way by peter benchley mm-hmm. um in comparison to the film that I grew up with, right, really didn't didn't hold up. It was like, yeah. ooh, I can't believe he went this way in the novel. I can't believe mm-hmm. he went this way in the novel. I can't believe Hooper dies. And you know, it's like all these things. A spoiler for the book, I guess. Um, but it's like all these decisions and then the 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 affair that happens. And it was just, it was so weird. And and I was so glad that that uh, Spielberg changed it as much as he did. And yeah, so Jaws was it for me. Yeah. Let's move on. I don't like to talk about least favorites, but we'll do it because that's what people want. Well, it's like it's easier to talk about least favorites when it's like legitimately bad, bad, bad in every way yes. and like not readable. But it's like these these ones weren't quite there. They were just like to me, it was, you know, we've talked about it at this point. But one yeah. more. I think let's bring it back up real, real quickly because I do want to talk about another good experience real quick as far as kind of favorite experience slash favorite book. I really, okay. really enjoyed um, like the experience that we had with ready player one as well because it was my first mm. time reading it and it just felt like it, that one was one that like really connected with me um on like this magical level it just felt very i don't know it felt very it was i mean obviously the book is supposed to be so much nostalgia but yeah and talk about demo issues right like we were outside yeah. the demo for a wrinkle in time but man were we in it for ready player one exactly. <laughs> it was aimed right at us <laughs> exactly so it's like yeah. and like i i and i totally understand you know a lot of the things that went on with it that that people don't like about it and stuff but for whatever reason it that one was a that was a fun one for me i really it was fun enjoy it but i couldn't give it favorite status over fellowship or sharp objects no. Okay, uh, so next we're going to get into our, our movies, but I think before that I want to share a stat with you that I found really cool. So first off, we were downloaded in all 50 states, which I was pretty excited when I saw that because that was not the case for a long time. We finally got one download, I think, in like North Dakota that had been holding out. <laughs> um, God, but yeah, North we... Dakota, my rival. My rival. <laughs> yeah, shout out to North Dakota if you listen to this. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, but then I was able to compile them and put them in a list of our top 10 states that we were downloaded in. Would you like for me to share that with you? Yes. All right, here we go. I'm going to go in descending order. So from 10 to one, Mm -hmm. first off, do you know what number one is? I bet you do. I mean, think about it and you can tell me if you knew it when you get there. I I think so. Yeah. But yeah, go for it. All right. So 10 to one, number 10, North Carolina, number nine. Illinois. Okay. Number eight, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Seven, Washington State. Weird. Six, Weird. Why would Virginia. we have Washington State? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty close to me right now. That's what I was saying. Yeah, it's close enough to Oregon <laughs> where it's like... Yeah. Uh, six is Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, five... six is Virginia, huh? Yeah. Virginia's for lovers. Five was New York. Cool. There's a lot of people in New York City, so... <laughs> yeah. Population <laughs> Maybe density. Maybe found it. Yeah, population, it helped us out. Number four was interesting to me, Texas. Hmm. Another big state with a lot of people. Yeah, big it. state, plenty. Yeah, tons of people. And then number three was Oregon, which mm-hmm. is interesting because that's the state I live in, which means it was not in the top two. Which is another interesting mix up here. Number two is California. Hey. Once again, what's up, just, California? I, I, I think it's I think it's population, man. Probably. And people yeah. like movies out in California. I don't know. <laughs> movies and podcasts and and. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was fun. And then, of course, number one, Florida, where you live, where I grew up, where we have tons of family, where we know lots of people. And yeah. and then on top of that, there's also lots of lots of people in Florida. So number mm-hmm. one was Florida. I thought that was cool. Hopefully you guys did too. <laughs> and shout out if you're on any of those states or if you're not in those states and, and you're wondering why you're not in the top 10, you just have to download more pod, more episodes. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Take people's phones, download the episodes. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go to movies. Now let's flip it up. Let's flip it up in the opposite order this time. So I'm going to make you lead off again this time. So for movies, what was your favorite movie we covered in 2018? Again, it's hard for me to look away from Fellowship. So ultimately, I landed on Fellowship again really? for my favorite movie. Again, it was that was an obvious one for me. Uh, but another one clearly was was The Shining. I loved covering The Shining, mm. watching it again. Just an f- unbelievable film. Just like absolutely, just incredible in every way. And then another one that I had right there, Annihilation. And uh, okay. I mean, for me, Annihilation was just like a movie that that. just like the book took chances swung for the fences and just came up with something like unique and wholly its own thing and so it's up there as well but ultimately fellowship is is most of the reason i'm not saying most of the reason but a huge huge reason and influence on me and why i'm involved in film production today so wow so i mean this is this is so incredibly hard for me (laughs) um and like i said i kind of came down on the same thing where it was like i tended to favor things that i was seeing for the first time I think, um, because I think the experience was more monumental for me than it, it's watching a movie that I'd seen a bunch of times before. But still, I feel like I feel like self-conscious about it because there were so many great films we covered this year. Yeah. Um, I noticed a few that you left out of there. Oh, there's plenty that I left out. I, I just didn't want to list <laughs> yeah. off like eight of the them. Fellowship, and have you Fellowship really... was my number six. It wasn't even in my top five. Wow. So um, I'm going to give you my top three. Okay. So my third was Godfather. I knew one. you were going to say that. I knew that. I knew that was going to. You knew be top that was my three. number three. I thought it might be one. I thought it might be one, but I it might have been one. It yeah. was. It was like all three of these were like I. I was really struggling. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, my number two is might come as a shocker to you. Okay. Sharp Objects, the TV series. Oh yeah! Wow, that is surprising I'm, to me. Yeah. I loved that series. Not I thought that it was I don't shot love it, brilliantly. Yeah. It was an HB quality HBO production. Um, and Amy Adams knocked it out of the park. And I think the only reason it edges out Godfather a little bit for me was that, uh, a little bit of Godfather had been spoiled by pop culture to where, even though it was my first time seeing it in some ways, it felt like I had seen it. Right. Um, and then also like it was so new, sharp objects was so new. You know, it, it felt it felt new and interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why my number one is, is Annihilation. I knew you were going to say it. I was going to say it at the same time. So that's my, my number one book and movie. Yeah. Um, and I didn't plan it. I didn't plan it that way. Um, and I also, that's a controversial thing because some people hated that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some book fans blasted it, you know. Um, but I think overall it was well-received. Um, I feel a little bit like uh, Blade Runner 2049 of last year it was a mm-hmm. movie that we both really enjoyed, but was not necessarily regarded that way by everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is is going to to look at the list. I was like, I know Blade Runner 2049 is going to be way up there. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that was last year. <laughs> <laughs> that was last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man. And so Annihilation for me, it was different than the book, and but but I was really in awe of how Alex Garland decided to adapt it. I thought he did a great job with it. And then it led to a third act that was like my favorite. That was my favorite movie going experience. Not just going to a theater, but my favorite movie watching experience of 2018 was the third act, the final meeting. I won't spoil it. Um, in in you know at the end of Annihilation, and man, that that sequence. It and and I think that's where it lands or, or misses for people because if you miss on that moment then you hate the movie. Right. But it landed like crazy for me. And and I, I just love it. I mean, it's um, so and, out there. Yeah. It's so like, I, I just like, the way he interpreted the material and brought that to life is just unbelievable. Like, it's just like, that's why I was like, it was, I nearly said this was number one, but. I mean, I mean, look, think about the movies I left. I left The Shining out of the top three. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. We, we covered so many great films. Like, it's it's amazing. And I feel like, you know, it, and you name so many others, but. But ultimately, you have to choose, and man, is it hard, but I, well, we did it. Yeah. You know what makes um, me so feel like a little self-conscious, too, is like, yeah. some like, dude, I love Jurassic Park, but I, yeah. you know, no, I, know. I love but, that yeah. movie Jaws, like, like yeah. but you just can't, we can't just like sit here and list all of them. It's, it's we are, I'm already copying out enough. <laughs> then we're just listing every movie, which we've almost done. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to lead off on my least favorite, because I think that's what I made you do last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll lead off on least favorite, and then you can you can cap us with yours. Uh, so my least favorite came down to two movies. And then ultimately, um, even though I think one might be the worst movie, and it, I went the other way. So uh, it was Rawhead Rex and Fahrenheit 451. But Fahrenheit 451, the HBO adaptation is actually my least favorite. Um, that was mm-hmm. my least favorite film we watched. Rawhead Rex, I, I gave it a notch, even though it's a terrible movie, just because it was a lot of fun to watch in the way we did. And and I don't know, it's so it's so bad that it's like you can't really shit on it too much because it had such a low budget and was so 80s. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, going into it, it's so clearly going to be the worst movie of the year if we watch it, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. So so I couldn't do it, like, even though it was, it was, it was very bad. <laughs> um so yeah, for for me it was it was Rawhead Rex. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. no, for me it was Fahrenheit 451. Right. Um, that movie disappointed me because we love. I love covering that book. I mean, it was a you know Fahrenheit 451 is a great book to cover. Mm-hmm. And then I was so excited to watch it. I thought it looked good from the trailers leading up to it. Um, I was a little bit worried, but I didn't know we were gonna get the clunker that we got. Yeah, I, it's we're agreeing on our on our lease a lot so i actually had okay. three the rawhead one i felt like was also kind of obvious rawhead rex was my was in in the top three for me uh but my two that my actual two that i would say were worse for me since you know rawhead like you said production value how much they were able to put into it it's just like yeah. a, a different story but my two were fahrenheit 451 and wrinkle in time sure yeah so i can see that and i almost i honestly felt bad about uh after after we did wrinkle in time because i felt like i gave it a little too much leeway as a film uh and ultimately i'm sorry wrinkle in time was my least favorite film of the year yeah over fahrenheit 451 but they were right there um and yeah so like i just wanted to hit on wrinkle because it's like i was so pumped on this movie because of ava duvernay and i was like i was like she's gonna create this like classic childhood story that everyone can watch and enjoy that every every people 
race, creed, sex, religion, whatever it is, they're all going to be able to look at it and be like, that's a, that's a great, powerful childhood movie. And then it was just the weirdest, like didn't hit on anything that people wanted it to. And, and it just didn't yeah. even come together really as a film. Uh, it's, and ultimately it's forgettable. Like, yeah. I don't think it's a movie people are going to be talking about, you know? No, yeah. People and, have already and honestly, in the episode, in the episode, I was just, um, I was, I feel like I was still processing as well as yeah. kind of wanting to think more about Ava you as a filmmaker. You wanted to give it more the benefit of the doubt, right? Right, and I wanted to give Ava the benefit of the doubt as a filmmaker and, and like, the vision, and, and I, I don't know. And it ultimately, like, as time has gone on, I've been like, wow, yeah. that movie. So That was my number three. So so I am with you on that. Yeah. That's my third lowest. <laughs> yeah, all right, man. So... uh Next up, we're going to do Most Surprising, but I thought I'd share with you, I'd widen the lens a little bit here, and we could talk about countries, our top 10 countries, outside of the USA, because that's obvious, that we were downloaded in. And this is fun because it, it is like a weird thrill for me, and I don't know if it is for you, but like, think about us being downloaded in like weird places around the world, not weird, but just like places that I've never been to. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, well, it's, my it's thing so is cool. it's also like language barrier. Aren't there yeah. people who are not able, like, I'm sure there are people who speak English everywhere, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, if we're downloaded. I think that's the key. <laughs> say what? There's, English is, is is spoken by a lot of people right, but I just around mean, the world. I, but my, I guess my point is just that, like, if we're downloaded in, in you know, whatever country, if we're heavily downloaded in, in, a, in a foreign country, you have to think that English probably isn't their first language, even if they understand yeah. it. And it's just crazy to think that people are interested in listening to what we have to say. It's awesome. So, we were downloaded in 92 other countries outside the U.S. Number 10, Spain. Wow. I would love yeah. to go to Spain. That'd be awesome. Number 9, this was probably, I don't know, maybe my biggest shock, Malaysia. Wow. We had a lot of downloads from Malaysia. Some, That's We awesome. had a few fans there, <laughs> at least, you know, or, or, or who knows. Shout out Malaysia. Uh, which, which is cool. Yeah. I also think there could be like servicemen you know, uh, stationed around the world, maybe could account for some of them. I don't know. Yeah. Number eight, Iceland. Sweet. I would also love to go to Iceland. <laughs> I'm going to love to go everywhere that you name. I was so. going to say, I'm pretty sure every one of these I would love to go to. Yeah, Malaysia I'd love to go to as well. So I'm going to stop yeah. saying it now. Here we go. Another one. Number eight, Ireland. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it, but I'd love to go there. Uh, number seven is Brazil. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. South America. Uh, number six, Mexico. Sweet. Hell yeah. Brothers to the southern border. Shout Love out. Love it. Number five, Germany. Awesome. Love to go there. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> All right. I'll get these last four here. Number four, France. Wow. How cool is that? That's awesome. Number three, Australia. And then number two and number one, you probably guessed. Number two is Canada. Number one, the United Kingdom. So there Very you go. Cool. There's our 10 countries we were downloaded in the most outside of the U.S., which I, I just think is fun, you know? So it, it's it's so cool to think we got people around the world listening to us. I know. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, yeah, it kind of blows my mind. It's awesome. All right. So then that leads us into what... Okay, so this is an interesting question. What was the most surprising project of 2018? We've talked about favorite. We've talked about least favorite. This is most surprising. So I think that's kind of open-ended. Like, what did you take that to mean? How did you decide to answer it? Um, I think I'll have you lead off if you're cool with that. Okay. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I don't think mine comes as any as any su- really surprise, even though it's funny that it's a surprising answer. It's supposed to be surprising. How did you, how did you, uh, how did you go about choosing it? Well, mine was basically just um, going into the project when we decided that we were going to do it. What did I think I was going to get out of this project? And for me, it was Annihilation. Okay. Going in, I knew of the book. I had heard of the book. You told me a little bit about it, and we decided to do the project. After reading the book, I was blown away. And then going into the movie, I was just, again, blown away. It was a surprise, yeah. surprising in both. It was just... So it was it, like a surprise factor for you. It was just... I didn't know much about it, about it in any way. Um, yeah. And it really, honestly, just got me into this whole kind of genre of, of like, what do you, what Weird would you fiction. call that? Weird fiction. But I feel like I've been into weird fiction. It's kind of like a like, weird sci-fi. But it's like specifically like biological, like with like plants yeah. and stuff. Well, that's like just that. like Vandermeer. <laughs> yeah. So apparently I just love Vandermeer. But yeah, I don't know. That one surprised the hell out of me. And honestly, another one was, was Sharp Objects. Yeah. Well, you, you're still in a little bit of my thunder because that was my answer. Which my one? most surprising project was Sharp Objects. Yeah. Um, just just for what they were able to do with that adaptation. I mean, I already revealed how, how what high esteem I held it in. And I think I went in expecting to like it. I didn't go in expecting it to be incredible. And I really thought it was. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, I, I I felt like we raved about it when we were watching it. And and I feel like it holds up. And and I don't know. I just I really enjoyed that. And I think that was my biggest surprise. Um, I I did go one other way. And uh, I have talked about this already. But Fahrenheit 451 surprise in the other direction. Yeah. Uh, I. I was surprised how bad it was, and mm-hmm. and it, that's unfortunate. So that'll be my two, I guess. It depends on if you want to have a positive surprise or a negative surprise. <laughs> I think this is this is going to be fun because if you're the kind of person who, and we're all, I mean, I do this sometimes. Like you're on YouTube and you're like, I want to look up something. What was the most popular, right? And you look and see what had the most views. So we're going to go over our top ten most downloaded episodes from 2018. And if you like, you can use it as your like your your playlist of uh, hey, I want to hit their their greatest hits from this year. Um, if you if you want to take the crowdsource data, these were our most downloaded episodes. Now you don't know this list, um, not the combined list with Spotify included, right? Correct. I don't know it. So, so let me hit you with it. So number ten, we have our Fellowship of the Ring, book three episode. So our final book episode in which we wrapped up the book. And we were looking forward to the movie. That was our 10th most downloaded episode of 2018. Wow. Interesting note, that is our only book three episode on this list. Number nine, Annihilation book two episode. So another finishing off the book, getting ready for the movie Mm -hmm. for Annihilation. It's interesting to me that people tune in at the end. Well, I mean, people love those projects. So number eight, and this is our newest episode. I'm sorry, not, not our newest. One of our newest. <laughs> Number eight is Coraline, the book. Our eighth most downloaded episode. And, and now you sh- that's a new episode. So I think it's notable that that has not had as long to have this like back catalog download numbers as some of these other ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was not that long ago. Yeah, fairly so, recent. Yeah, that's a, that episode's doing well. Number seven, our seventh most downloaded for 2018, Altered Carbon, book one. Wow. So now what was interesting interest. about that one... That one had a huge amount of downloads on Spotify in particular. Spotify listeners seem to like that one a lot. So probably ramping cool. up to the show. Yeah. Helped out too. But the book but book one, not our not our TV episode, book mm-hmm. one. Uh all right. So then we have number six, Coraline the film. 
Oh my god! It's our number six most downloaded episode in 2018. Love that film. Yeah, and we left it off our best favorite list. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, God, they're all my favorites, okay? <laughs> they're all so good. <laughs> you pulled it out of me. All right, so here we are, top five. Top five most downloaded episodes, 2018. We have Annihilation, book one. The first book, the first half of the book. Mm-hmm. So our, 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 that was, that, that, you know, was a little bit more than book two. That typically happens. Um, yeah, it was, that's our fifth most downloaded episode. Wow. I feel like, again, it's probably people, maybe even after, the, after as when the film came out and everybody was like, oh my God, it's so divisive. We've got to check it out, figure out what I like, if yeah. I like it, how, where I land on it. Maybe starting that, starting out our project, start with that episode one. So number four is interesting. Number four, our only project from the previous year. It had quite a shelf life. Now, these are only counting downloads from 2018. It, book one. So our very first episode. So I think I think that makes sense. A lot of people go back and check out episode one, right? So that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it lands at number four on our most downloaded for 2018. We were such young men back then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Those are so rough, and I'm kind of like, ooh, uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew it was rough. <laughs> yeah. All right, number three is another one that got a huge boost from Spotify. Ready Player One, book one, book one episode. Wow! So the beginning of our book ep- book episode for Ready Player One, like you said, we had a lot of fun with that. It was it was it was a lot of a lot of fun to cover. I mean, I mean, we got some cross cool. promotion. We got some posters to to hand out from the from the studio. That was cool. that's true. Uh, yeah, we we had we had some books to give out. The publisher um, actually it was in the studio. Publisher. Yeah, it's the publisher. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, all right, number two, most downloaded episode, 2018, Fellowship of the Ring, book one. Yes. As we were in Hobbiton getting ready for our journey, it was our second most downloaded episode of 2018. That, that was a great episode, yeah. a lot of fun, great project. Um, looking forward to Two Towers for sure. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man, Fellowship. It's just so class. It's just like everything for me. And number one, I, I mean, I think you can probably read between the lines here and see what it's going to be. It was our Annihilation movie episode. Our number one most downloaded episode of 2018. And I think it's because that was a really interesting movie. It was bizarre. I think people wanted to hear somebody talk about it. And uh, we were those people for, for, for a good number of people. So um, very proud of those episodes. We had uh, Remy on for that one. He joined us and, and it was really, really some of our best stuff. So, yeah, if you want to use that as kind of like a playlist so you can know what maybe you should check out from 2018, that's a, that's a good place to start. Yeah, I mean, that Annihilation episode, what a what a project. What a fun episode. What a fun conversation. We went deep on that one. We got crazy. Now you can't see it, but I'm going to show James the some of the math I had to do for this. It was pretty wild. Can you see that? Yeah, I can. Did you use a calculator? Yeah. Why don't you use a calculator? No, I did, but I, I had to write it all out, man. Oh, it, was, okay. it was crazy. Country yeah. list. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I spent a couple hours on that. It was wild. So next up, I wanted to we wanted to address uh, some of our missed feedback. We are going to get to the projects we're most looking forward to in 2019. Uh, we're, we're definitely excited to announce some of those. But but first, we want to we want to go back and comb through some feedback and see if there's anything that kind of slipped through the cracks. And I found a few things. So Cora S. wrote in uh, to ask us if we've ever heard of the Elder Edda. Uh, she says, I am a big fan of Norse, myth- Norse mythology and Icelandic culture. And was I, when I visited Iceland early this year, I bought this book. Maybe she listened to us in Iceland. I was, I was about to say, hey, <laughs> Iceland. 
It is essentially a book of Icelandic mythology that was recorded from oral traditions in the 1200s. And a sticker on the front claimed that it was Tolkien's inspiration for his series. When I say inspiration, I mean the Elder Edda has characters named Oakenshield, and there were misty mountains and trolls and a cursed ring. Since Tolkien is considered the father of fantasy, she thinks it's important that we recognize this source material and just how much these Icelandic tales influenced the books. Hey, um, right off the bat, awesome, feedback. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> I would love to to dive into that stuff. I also am a huge fan of Norse mythology. I think I think we should for the Two Towers. Oh, um, I, I would I think, love to. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, We should look into that for yeah. sure. And like I, I just want to say, I'm a huge fan of Norse mythology as well. I, I admittedly don't like I haven't done as much research as I would have, as I would like to have done, um, but I, I it's fascinating to me, and I and I love honestly. Uh, I I don't know which if I prefer Norse or Greek, but I love both both you know <laughs> stories of mythology. But I think Norse might edge mm-hmm. out edge out Greek mythology for me a lot of times. Your favorite mythology? Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought about what my favorite mythology is, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I guess if I had to, that's, that seems up there. <laughs> but I mean, in, in terms of like the influence on, on Tolkien, that's fascinating. I'd love to check that out. All right. So Aaron S. wrote us a few times. Um, he he kind of came to our back catalog and was kind of running through it. And he would give us little updates about it. Uh, one thing he asked about what he said was he hadn't gotten to our Ready Player One uh, movie episode yet, but he hoped that we ripped it a new one. <laughs> um, because he had seen it and he hated it, right? Um, so I, I thought it would be might be fun to kind of talk about that because I, I think both of us came away with like a, a pretty positive reaction from watching it. Yeah. Um, but I think in the fullness of time, to me, it has dropped a little. I agree. And it, yeah. You know, and it feels to me like it has a bit of that blockbuster syndrome of like it was fun to watch once, but I don't know that I need to ever see it again. <laughs> right. I haven't revisited since. Um. I do stand by the fact that I enjoyed it, and I do stand by the fact that it, you know, was competently. It was made by Spielberg. It was an yeah. enjoyable film. Do I think that there was a lot of like marketing things that played a part in in kind of like, kind of uh, making it more, you know, broad or making it easier to come to or making it a little more just like generic? I definitely think there's some of that in there. Yeah. But I could still walk away and have enjoyed a lot of things from it and realize that at the same time. But like you say, I think yeah. it did. It did, like, in my mind, if I was to give it a score when I had first walked out and to give it a score right now, I'm sure that there would be, it would have dropped. That's why I like film, because it's like, it can evolve in your mind, you know? It can yeah. be, it can, you could get better, get worse, it could get worse and then get better. So, I don't know, maybe I'll feel differently, yeah. differently about it in the future. So, I mean, it was a huge departure from the books. Um, and And I think I was caught up in noticing the departures and then judging the departures and saying, like, did they work with the way they changed it? As if they were trying to adapt the spirit of the book, were they doing it in a way that that worked for me? And ultimately, it mostly did. And so I enjoyed it. Um, one of the things that has changed my opinion on it slightly was reading some really interesting criticism and, and listening to some criticism. I watched a, a YouTube video, I think by NerdWriter, did a great one, pointing out how the movie failed to elevate the original material in a way that it could have. And once you start thinking about what it could have been, you can get pretty sad. Um, and I, I can't do it real justice. I think there's a nerd writer video about this topic specifically, and you should watch that to really understand it. But the short thing being that the movie should have been about why we love the art we love and not just specifically the fact that we demonstrating love. proving that you love it with knowledge right 
it should have been more about understanding the values that are in the things you love and understanding why it connects with you. And if you had gone at the movie from that angle, um, it would have completely transformed the movie into something I think could have been really special. And so it's interesting because it's almost like I'm judging it against this like mythical movie that could have been. Um, but when I started thinking of it that way, it did kind of make me go, yeah, we didn't really get anything that it didn't really elevate the material. Um, so yeah, to me, it's like, I still enjoyed it, but I agree. It's, you know, certainly not near the top of my favorite films that we watched Yeah, by any stretch. Yeah. I actually forgot that I'd seen that video until you were describing it. That I, I like that take that he had on it just because it wasn't what it could have been. Doesn't mean I didn't necessarily, doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. So yes, it could have been amazing. So could the prequels have been to star wars so i i don't know we'll leave that there i i ended up still enjoying it i still stand by that but you know yeah it's just so one of those things th- that people are gonna have disagreements so that's what that's yeah. again that's what i love about film for sure man uh so aaron s uh who, who wrote in about ready player one he also asked us and i thought i don't know that i ever actually asked you this he asked us if we would ever cover uh forrest gump I like how do forrest you feel gump. about forrest gump you, you like it i like forrest gump the film yeah I've never yeah. read the book. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I've heard the book is 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 problematic, mm-hmm. um, but we cover lots of stuff like that, so it wouldn't be that unusual for us. Yeah. Um, I think Forrest Gump is an interesting movie to me. Um, it kind of went through this, it's kind of fluctuated my estimation over time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now I'm in a down year. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, for, I mean, for me with Forrest Gump, it's like, I, I, what blows my mind is that, that I see it on a lot of like, best of all time lists like i see people saying that forrest gump is one of the best movies of all time and i'm always blown away by that i'm like wow i enjoy i enjoy forrest gump i think tom hanks is great i really like that movie i don't think it's one of the best movies of all time and ultimately that's where i like that's where i land on that and and that's not to say that's not a good movie so well i mean let us know that would be one i'd I'd definitely love to hear if if you'd be interested in us in covering that Mm -hmm. definitely uh send us a message and and, you know that'll move it up in the queue you know (laughs) yeah Uh, it's definitely on the table is something that we will probably cover at some point all right so aaron c wrote in and said, I just finished Misery, and I was thinking about your part one of the Shining episode, talking about how King books correspond. Kathy Bates's character in Misery lives right outside the, time, the town that Danny goes to the clinic in the Shining. So, uh, so remember, he goes to the clinic because he's having these episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And so apparently that's that fictional town. So King has, has placed a lot of these fictional towns among each other, and they get referenced. Um, he says, in Misery, she also... She, uh, the main character also references the overlooks arson and about how Jack was crazy or about how the caretaker was crazy. And uh, apparently it happened 10 years previously to in, in misery. So misery is one I know we want to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to, to get some of the shining references. I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm so excited. What's, what's going to be crazy since everything's being adapted, every, everything Stephen King is being adapted by the end of this, we'll know every Easter egg, every, every yeah. little, little, uh, cameo type thing that he has in every book because well we're speaking be of that there's one that i heard about recently that slipped through the cracks of our coverage oh yeah dick halloran was a cook at the black spot in it really yeah by name that's what that's what i that's what i heard now i haven't gone back to it to confirm it i haven't gone back and read the relevant passages but i i was watching a video connecting the shining to it and that was one of the things they said that in the book they go there's a there's references to a place called the black spot and there's a young cook there named Dick Halloran. 
Wait, don't don't pe- didn't people in the black spot die? Like a bunch of people in the black spot. A died? bunch of people. Yeah, but not everybody. So huh. I guess he's one of the people who got out. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I really want to go back and double and confirm that. I hopefully that's not all wrong, but I, I saw it in a video on YouTube. So I, and it was <laughs> you know it wasn't like a, a a you know nut conspiracy theory guy. It was like one of those major channels. Yeah. Right. So I don't cool. think they'd put it out with you know completely spurious information in it. <laughs> nice. But I do want to go. I want to go back and read that section now. Actually, I should do that. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna cover it it part two, so it'd be a you know around that time maybe it'd be a good idea. <laughs> All right, so now uh, we got a lot of feedback from Chris C. Um, he's one of our favorite patrons. He sends us a lot of a lot of his thoughts. Very communicative. We love it. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd I'd hit a few of his things that we didn't talk about necessarily on episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing is he wrote us after after he read American Psycho, which we haven't talked about at all. Um, and he he was really glad. He felt relieved when he listened to our book coverage and that we were a little bit like uh, mixed on the book. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he said that he he wouldn't say he enjoyed reading it, but he does feel like he he likes that he read it because he felt like he he appreciated the movie more, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I think we both agree with, right? Like the book, reading the book definitely heightened my enjoyment of the movie, right? Yeah, so I agree with that take, you know, right? And and, and I also want to shout out the fact that I did a presentation at OMSI on uh, American Psycho, which came together because of this podcast. Talk about another another thing that I would never expect to do that this podcast led led me to do. That was a lot of fun. We put it out as, as like an episode, even though it's not really one, if you want to hear it. Um, it was very cool, though. It was I was very honored to do it. And, and I, I got to talk about American Psycho, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was the coolest thing, man. That was that was crazy. I wish he could have been there. Yeah, that would have been that would have been perfect. Uh, one other thing he says. Okay, so this was after he finished the last two Shining episodes. He went and rewatched the movie, and he said that he really enjoyed the movie, but he leans towards the book as being better in this one. Mm-hmm. He said he thought it got more flushed out that the Torrance family, what was driving them, and what drove Jack over the top. So we talked about this obviously in the Shining episode, mm-hmm. uh, where we fell on book versus movie. But um, hey, I don't know. Do you want to, do you want to touch on that anymore? Uh- I mean, totally valid point. I, um, I mean, I still land on the on the film just because of uh, some of the reasons that I said was, I just felt that that Kubrick created something like nothing I'd ever seen before, and and the Stephen yeah. King novel felt like a st- Stephen King novel to me, which again is not in no way a bad thing. You know, it yeah. just felt it just felt like it felt familiar, and the Kubrick film just for me, and and obviously I, you know, I'm gonna if it's a if it's a film that's like absolutely landmark and has affected the way i think about film it's probably going to be it's probably going to be pretty pretty well regarded for myself sure and and in the in the episode I, I i came down on the book um but man was it close and that was a hard decision to make so um yeah i mean you can listen to our de- deliberations a little bit i think we, we kind of go back and forth in that final episode um so he, he one more thing he said and this is pretty this is pretty recent referring to literally our last episode <laughs> He said uh, he he thought he loved our commentary on Ron's overacting, and he said uh, interesting enough his wife's favorite movie is 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 this one is uh, Chamber of Secrets, and that Ron and it's because Ron is her favorite character and she loves his reactions in the movie. Um, he says that he admits to finding them really funny, and uh, he says they're like the classic uh, Abbott Costello stuff. He loves it when um, they're in the forest and they see the horde of spiders. Uh, he he just he just really was eating it up. So um, I, I mean, I kind of shit on Ron in the last episode <laughs> for his reactions. Um, but I, I should say that some of them did really land for me as well. Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, the kid, he's a, you know, he's 12 years old or 13 years old at this time. Just like, I, I think he was just killing it, man. 
he was just having such a good time um and i i love it and i like i like a lot of the reactions like i said there were times that i'm sure that the director and i actually think you said that there were times that you were sure the director was pushing him into into going for it 100 yeah i felt i felt percent. like i felt exactly like that's what was happening so um yeah but most of them work for me he cracks me up in that movie <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, I love that your your howler howler recitation from last episode is getting some love online. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Saw that. I'm yeah. glad people are liking that. I, I, I you know, it wasn't. It I'm wasn't glad much I convinced a, you to keep it in there. <laughs> it's funny because uh, in the episode, I said, you know, I could have cut it, but I was like, that might that might get cut, but I'm gonna leave it in. You're like, no, leave it in. Um, you know, it wasn't much of a debate. I I listened to it, to it back, and it, the audio sounded good, so I was like, whatever, let's have some fun. And you're like, and I there. nailed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I nailed it. Um, I actually like after the fact, like had to when I was listening to the to the to the you know when I was doing the edit, I had to like li- like go like listen to the scene and make sure that I nailed it because if I didn't, you know, I would have been like, fuck, I can't look like an idiot right now. <laughs> no way, man! I would have made you leave it in there. Yeah. Uh. So. All right, that's our that's all our feedback. We didn't we actually were pretty good. We addressed most of our feedback when we got it. Um, so that was all I could find. If you did send something that you don't hear in here, sorry, <laughs> it's possible that I, I mean I, I just probably missed it when I was looking through old emails or something. Uh, I apologize. Uh, maybe maybe ping us and let us know. Um, yeah, and we can at least write back and let you know what we think if we if we somehow didn't respond, um, which we should have. <laughs> anyway, so. To end the, end the episode here, I think it would be a lot of fun since we're nearing 2019, um, a year full of newness and wonder and who knows what's going to happen. Um, one thing we know is some of the projects that we're looking forward to. So I think let's go back and forth and we can just each say projects that we know we're looking forward to in 2019 and we know we're going to cover. So that's that's the caveat. If we say this thing... We're going to cover it as much as physically possible that we could possibly promise. Like we really, really want to cover these these in, in uh, next year. Okay, I will start. So we, I went in and said that it's my favorite book and it's my favorite movie of the year. So you know damn well that we're gonna do Two Towers. We're gonna do Lord <laughs> of the Rings, The Two Towers. Hell yeah. Uh, we're going back to the Tolkien verse. We're going back to Middle Earth. We're we're I gotta I gotta have more. I'm I can't believe that I haven't. I've been able to restrain myself from reading or or watching the second the second book and film, even yeah, up to this. I'm point. very excited, man. I, I'm really looking forward to that project. Uh, so another one. I'm gonna go with another one that um is kind of a recent lock in project for us. Um, and that's Good Omens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we enjoyed our time with Neil Gaiman so much. Um, Terry Pratchett is an author that I have a weird blind spot for that I'm excited to get into. Um, they co-wrote that novel Mm -hmm. and then that show looks, just looks really cool. And as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, we got to cover this. So that's going to be one of our rare TV shows that we try and cover too. I'm not sure how our coverage will pan out, but we're going to find a way to do it. Yeah. That looks cool, man. I, I, I think it looks like a lot of fun. I'm excited for that one. All right. So again, this is, this is kind of a more recent lock in. We were going to sp- spread them out even more than we have been, but uh, we did Sorcerer's Stone, we did Chamber of Secrets, and we're going to do Prisoner of Azkaban in 2019. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're probably not going to do it like next month or anything. Oh, <laughs> I think no, we're no, going to no, give yeah, it a little time. A little give it a little it, time it, to cool it'll, off, It's going to be but... a long year, guys. We got we to gotta pace ourselves. Yeah, yeah we got to pace ourselves. Uh, we'll definitely get the Prisoner. I, I'm very excited for it now, you know, honestly. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm starting to build up. I'm starting to rekindle some love for Harry Potter, you know, mm-hmm. and and I'm excited. Well, to, I, to I just that. love that, like, from here on, you haven't read. So it's like, it's yeah. going to be so, be a whole oh, new my book God. for me. 
we're gonna yeah. bring your childhood back to you right now and we're gonna give it <laughs> we're gonna give you this experience uh and, and 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 before you think we're only going to cover fantasy next year let me hit you with uh, a horror a couple of horrors actually but one of them pet cemetery uh, I think we're going to lock in. We're going to cover that. Um, it looks interesting to me. It's a book I've never read by Stephen King. And I think that's going to be our uh, at least one of our, our ventures into the Stephen King universe uh, in 2019. Yeah. I mean, I, I re- remember like seeing Pet Cemetery, the film, when I was pretty young and it, and it freaked me out. But I've seen it since uh, the original. So it'll be interesting. If I don't even know if we will cover the original or not, or if it'll be a bonus episode or something, but we're going to cover the yeah. new film that's coming out uh, for sure. For sure. All right. So I have one, one. I have one that I feel like we should mention because we mentioned it a uh-huh. little bit, a little while ago. Uh, and it's what started off this whole thing. It chapter two is coming out. The film is coming out. Yeah. Andy, <laughs> Andy Muschietti returning yeah. as the director. Uh, we're going to be getting a really, a really different take on, on uh, the city and just the characters, we're going to get older characters. I hope we see some younger characters. Old cast, yeah. No, we definitely are. It's been confirmed. Yeah. Uh, but we should also mention how we're going to cover that, right? Because we're, we're not going to read the book again. Right. <laughs> um, what we are going to do, though, is we're going to go back and watch the original miniseries. Now, I'm not sure if we'll break that into multiple episodes or we're just doing one. Um, but we're going to go back and watch that original miniseries. Um, Tim Curry, beloved. A lot of people love that portrayal of Pennywise. So we're going to go back and make sure that's fresh in our minds before we go see the new one. Yeah, I mean, I could like, it's I have such a crazy fondness for it. It started uh-huh. off our podcast. It was such a fun movie from 2017. Uh, yeah. Good, fantastic Stephen King book. Uh, so it'll be it's gonna be a lot of fun to to finish out that coverage. It's gonna it's gonna feel really weird to not because that was always looming on the horizon for us since we've been doing this podcast. So it'll be it really interesting Lurking when we will. have that completed. <laughs> yeah, and and then I got. One more that I don't know when we're going to get into it during next year, but I know that it's it's something that I can't believe we didn't cover this year because <laughs> of how much I want to cover it. And that's Arrival. Um, that's one of our favorites, uh, Denis Villeneuve. Um, and it's it was incredible. It's an incredible story um, from everything I've heard, but I've never read it and I've been putting it off because I really want to. Um, so I'm very excited to get into that. So yeah, I'm just very excited about that project, and and at some point we will find a way to cover it. Yeah, I mean, God, I I love that movie, man. I can't wait to to touch on that, and we're gonna have a lot of. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some deep conversation going with that one. And I think that's what I'm most excited about because when I when we cover sci-fi, one of my favorite things is where that like philosophical, you know, trying to think about the future and how what kind of crazy stuff we could get into as a you know human race. Um, it's just always a lot of fun, and I look forward to those episodes. Speaking of that, um, what we were what we decided to do is uh, we're going to take the first two weeks off in 2019. Um, I'm moving, and uh, we also want to do some sort of uh, some sort of like planning for the for how we want to tackle this new year. Uh, we're going to be rolling out some changes. Um, I, I, should we just go ahead and announce we have a new logo? Um, you can't see it yet. We will, we will, we will show it to you soon in the new year. Uh, so look forward to that. And um, yeah, so we're going to take two weeks off, but then our first episode back will be on January 17th. And we're going to come in and we decided it's been a while since we've done some sci-fi. So speaking of sci-fi, we thought we'd put a poll up on our Council of Inklings uh, on, on Facebook, that Facebook group. Definitely join it if you want to vote on this poll. 
Um, and that's going to be between some sci-fi projects. And one of these will be our first project in 2019. It's going to be whatever you guys vote for. So the options are Children of Men, Contact, The Martian, and The Running Man. Another Stephen King book. <laughs> so it could be another year of Stephen King. Who knows? It's going to be up to you. Definitely join that group. Vote on the option. I'll put the poll up around the time that this episode comes out. And then you can you can get your votes in. You'll have a couple weeks, and then uh, then we'll 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 lead off 2019 with one of those projects. And I think all of them would be amazing. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my emotions completely completely under control right now. Okay. There's one. There's definitely one that I want to cover. That I we will eventually cover probably all of these. But there's probably. one that I there's one that I really really want to cover. Uh, okay, so, we'll so, see what so the maybe vote decides. for the one you think James wants to go, <laughs> or, or use reverse psychology and vote for the one that you think that I think that you would want me to vote for, or vote for the one that you think that James least wants to vote you to vote for, just to make him do it. <laughs> um, you know, vote how you want. Uh, so uh, one other thing, 2019, that we can go ahead and lock in our very first jukebox hero uh project is going to come in february uh so our jukebox hero option on patreon is is our highest level where you can get tokens and you can save up and buy a project um and it's going to be we're going to do two episodes on this on this thing uh and and we're very excited to get to it and uh that's going to come in february so look forward to that you can look at patreon.com forward slash ink to film if you want to see uh how you can uh, look into how that's being how that's being paid for and 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 what kind of options we're giving people and, and all that. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome to to have a full on episode or project actually, you know, couple of episodes that have been paid for and supported fully by by a patron over over by a, a single patron by a single who, patron who, over over a significant amount of time. Yeah, I mean that's so, dedication. You know, he, yeah. So we'll touch on that more in February, I'm sure. You can look forward to that. Um, I hope you guys are excited about 2019 in your own lives. I hope you have a lot of big things on the horizon. Um, I hope that uh, our political situation uh, maybe isn't so dire, um, but I don't, I'm don't. i not going to hold my breath. Um, and I hope that for our podcast that we that really, really continue to grow and, and can entertain and, and hopefully... Uh, spark interest and in, in a lot of stuff and i don't know i just have a lot of things that i'm excited about in the new year and it's always fun to 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 think about that you know as one year one year closes and the next is about to begin yeah i mean yeah to to kind of echo that i want to wish everybody happy holidays and happy new year and i hope that you and yours have a fantastic year going forward um and as far as the podcast goes I think the best is yet to come. I mean, we're I feel like we're hitting our stride in a big way. And yeah. uh, we have some we have some changes coming in and I think it's only going to be a tip for the better. And I just think that that uh it's all it's all uphill from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for for having patience with us and and for and for sticking with us through all this and 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 uh yeah, always, always let us know the things you like so that we can make sure we do more of them. <laughs> um, you know, and and we we want to we want to craft this show in a, in a way that's going to appeal to everybody who listens to it. So um, we look forward to hearing from you in the new year. Definitely reach out to us. So if you wanted to connect with us, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of those at Ink to Film, 
And again, we have that, that Council of Inklings where there will be that poll. It's going to be up for a couple of weeks. So yeah. go ahead and vote and join that group if you're not already a part of it. Yeah, and if you're already a patron, thank you so much. If you're curious about our Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash ink to film. But I think we're going to leave it there for 2018. We're going to say goodbye, uh, and we're going to look forward to 2019. So until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.